You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron, when I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Next week, we'll be all about the Super Bowl. I'll be heading there Wednesday ahead of the Bengals and Rams and Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. So, taking a little bit of break from that, we did have our reaction to Tom Brady's retirement on the previous show. Here, we're going to focus on fantasy football. Tom Brady will be talked about as we're going to review the quarterback scoring here and tell you how things broke down with QB1s, QB2s, the guys that were really disappointing. And on the flip side of that, the surprises there that you got really good values in your draft overall. So we'll go through the gamut here of scores all the way through the top 24 there. So we'll go pretty deep here to tell you where you can go knowing this about the quarterbacks and what they did in 2021 to better get your team ready and realize who's got some upside, who's got some downside going into 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available to you on all platforms. All right, let's start with number one. We're going to do the top six first, then we'll get into seven through 12, so to our QB1s in the first two segments. And then I'll go rapid fire with the other guys there so the bottom 18 if you will so really we'll go all the way through 30 here but uh, 24 is what we're interested in two cubic leagues there and then the guys that are on the fringe can they even get into fantasy football radar consideration here josh allen was far, firmly on the radar here he finishes as the qb1 on the board that's including the 18th week here so we're going all the way through not looking just at the fantasy football regular season or the playoffs, but going all the way through just the NFL season here. So, in terms of points for game, no one was better there overall with Josh Allen, wire to wire, having him available for all the games, who's durable. We know why he produced a lot, big-time offense, a lot of weapons, his own running. We know running creates a different type of ability here with your scoring in fantasy football as a quarterback. So, Josh Allen has it all. He's the perfect model of what you want in a fantasy football quarterback. I would expect his big season with the Bills, then continuing that in the playoffs. He is losing Brian Dable. We'll keep that in mind, his offensive coordinator. But I think that he'll continue to have some good success with Ken Dorsey, who replaced Brian Dable. There's the offensive coordinator. Allen is just a physically awesome talent here. He's in his prime, just getting warmed up here. So, again, I think there'll be some crossover when you take a running back there in the first round or a wide receiver in the first round. I think Allen's name is going to come up, and he finished a good about game and a half scoring ahead of the next quarterback here on the list. That would be Justin Herbert of the Chargers. He comes in at number two here. Yeah, so the young gun theory in the AFC is completely true. Herbert, a lot of big games. I know he had a bit of a roller coaster, had some interception games, but high volume, pushes the ball downfield. Great weapons from Austin Eckler all the way through Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. You saw some juice from the tight end as well. And then you got the other young receivers involved there on this team uh, with Guyton making big plays. 
it was just a good thing to see. And I think we'll see Josh Palmer if uh, Mike Williams walks, having a bigger season here in production. He could be the Gabriel Davis. And we talk about Gabriel Davis and the Bills and Josh Allen. They have some upside there. Remember, Davis and Dawson Knox really pushed up Allen's value. We'll see with Herbert if they can shore up tight end, get a little bit more from that. If they were able to keep Williams, that's great. If not, again, Palmer and Guyton will have bigger roles here with Allen. Eckler is a big part of what they do with his receiving. So, yeah, things are looking good for Justin Herbert. He really fit well in the Joe Lombardi offense. Higher upside than he had in the Anthony Lynn offense. Number three is not going to be number three. I will guarantee you that in 2022. It's Tom Brady. So Brady finishes as QB3. He leads the league in passing yards. That helps. As well as breaking through 40 touchdown passes. So that helps. Leading the league there. So it's pretty incredible. Allen did a lot with running to boost his stats. Herbert had some big high volume games. And he could run as well. And and had some nice uh, touchdown games. Some big yardage games as well. But Brady as a pure pocket passer, gets it done. So that is a great tribute. We talked about Brady a lot and what he meant to fantasy football. That big transition year in 2007 when he had 50 TDs. Well, he kept it up all the way through the end, being a valuable fantasy asset. So we know the top 12 is going to have some shakeup here, but incredible. It's hard to get a pocket passer to produce that high, but we had another one fall into the top five as well. We'll talk about him in a moment. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, what a slouch. He fell to QB4 on the season. And, I mean, you look at Allen and Herbert, two special young guns in the AFC. I think these guys are going to dominate with their production for quite a while. Their talent is really high. So, remember where we were with Lamar Jackson. Now, it looks like Allen, Herbert, and Mahomes are the class here of the AFC. So, really good to see that in fantasy football. Mahomes probably underwhelmed a little bit because you probably drafted him right there with Josh Allen or ahead of Josh Allen. So, Having him as QB4 is a bit of a disappointment, but it was not as bad as some people would exaggerate with Mahomes' season, down season, so to speak, still finishing as a solid elite QB1. The number five guy is that other pocket passer. Going back to the NFC, it's Matthew Stafford. And a lot of this was Cooper Cup. We know that early Robert Woods, Odell Beckham Jr. getting tight ends. The Rams were a high-volume passing team, had some running back injuries, so Stafford settles in there. So Brady and Stafford, kind of on similar situations there in the NFC, producing, sandwiching Mahomes there in the production there for fantasy scoring leaders at quarterback. All right, we'll go to our sixth guy before we take our first break. He's Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers is solid. We knew there was going to be some regression. We knew he was not going to be that QB that's top three on the board here. We knew from his MVP season the numbers weren't going to be as big. There was going to be some regression into the running game and touchdowns coming that way, and that did happen. But people had him, I think, as QB7, QB8. So Rodgers was still a pretty good value here if you got him. He is QB6, among one of the earlier quarterbacks taken after the first wave. So it was great if some people invested really highly on Allen or Mahomes and went in that direction. But you got a really good value if you've got Stafford, Rodgers, Brady. Those quarterbacks really picked up here nicely here when you didn't have to invest as high a pick. So that's what you're looking for, the best return on investment at every position, but quarterback in particular here because we're always looking at a different order than our preseason rankings there. So you got to identify the gaps and loopholes in there and take them to your advantage. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before and fo- as football continues as March through the playoffs right to the big game in 
Less than two weeks, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your best sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline is up to the minute information on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, right along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't want to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season, whatever season it is. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, uh, thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available to you on all platforms, and we're going to be here all off-season long. Don't worry, we'll be breaking down fantasy football. I like doing years and reviews, so we kind of can learn on that, the takeaways, reactions. We do that on Roundup Monday every week during the season. So this is kind of a Roundup Tuesday here, special edition as we do a quarterback year in review. But don't worry, we'll get to running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends here. So we'll get to a couple more of those positions hopefully this week. Watch out on the breaking news as well. But let's go from 7 to 12 on our QB finishers there from last week. This rounds out the QB1s in most size leagues. Dak Prescott came in number 7. Nice rebound for him. About where we would have projected him here going into the season. He was way up there. We know in points per game he was a top QB on the board last year. But the Cowboys found a defense and made some plays that way. Prescott uh, reined himself in a little bit. They didn't explode as much in the past game, but he lands on a very nice soft seven spot here among the QB1s. Joe Burrow, we really like Joe Burrow, and I was regretting one league where I had Joe Burrow in the mind. I was going to wait as long as possible at quarterback. I waited, I think, till the eighth or ninth round. I said, Joe Burrow's my guy. I'm going to plug and play him. Somebody grabbed Joe Burrow right before me. So I was expecting Joe Burrow to outscore his production quite a bit here. And he does. He finishes as QB8. That's pretty darn good, considering he missed the final game of the season, coming off an ACL. So Prescott and Burrow, very big rebound seasons here. Now, I think this quarterback, next one, may have been perceived as scoring higher because of his running, but no. Jalen Hurts, this is how bad a passing he was here that he could only finish at number 9 among the QBs here. So Jalen Hurts, big year running, but is that sustainable? You didn't really see consistency from Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard in terms of connections with Hurts here. Is Hurts too run-dependent here? While Burrow, we know not a big runner, but he can get things done there. Prescott had a very uh, reined-in season running as well. So that's pretty impressive there to finish ahead of Hurts. Yeah, Hurts, we got to see improvement in the passing. I don't think it's going to happen again. We liked him as a QB1. I think he kind of faded late, and uh, we kind of, a couple people, Stafford and Burrow, probably jump him. So... Hurts underwhelmed a little bit because, again, we thought his running was going to be great, which it was, and a lot of scoring, but we wanted a little bit more from the downfield passing game. Maybe we'll get it this year. has a chance to go up if Smith matures a little bit, Goddard settles in with him. They can find a number two receiver there that uh, isn't Jalen Rieger. So a lot of things to look out for for the Eagles. So Hurts is kind of one of those volatile quarterbacks. could go either way this year. Well, you know some of the other guys are going to be pretty solid and consistent where they are and only rising from their spot. Speaking of running quarterbacks who had an underwhelming season throwing the ball, it's Kyler Murray. It was not a very good year for him. He actually ran at a reasonable clip, but not nearly as effective as he was last season doing that. A little bit tentative, wanted to be more of a pocket passer. Lost DeAndre Hopkins, which didn't hurt his value. So Kyler Murray was right there in the top three, top four last year. So big drop-off for him to number 10 there in year three. So, again, if you don't run enough, you're going to drop your value. And Murray couldn't make it up for it with the passing down uh, DeAndre Hopkins and having to rely on a, some piecemeal committee of players. It was looking good early for Murray, just like last year, but cooled off late. So, again, we want some more consistency for Murray. A lot of changes ahead, a lot of free agents 
there for the Cardinals to navigate through. So maybe Murray will see some wholesale looks here around Hopkins and uh, the rest of his targets here in 2022. So again, another volatile player there could go up or down. Kirk Cousins is number 11, so he's QB 11. He broke three. Good good season. Not a lot of interceptions. Got past 30 touchdown passes. We know he got it done with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen quite a bit, but also involved Tyler Conklin at tight end. There was not a lot of weaponry there in Minnesota, but Jefferson and Thielen and their tight end are so productive there to help Cousins finish there in the top 12. The question is, with a new coach looming, will it be Jim Harbaugh taking over in Minnesota? Is Kirk Cousins going to hold on to the starting job? The only way they can really move him is a trade, but he's fading a little bit here. But 11 for Kirk Cousins, not bad. He was pretty consistent at number 11. Not a lot of terrible games, not a lot of big spike games, but still very reliable in fantasy football. And finally, another guy that could be replaced or replaced soon here, maybe one more season, Ryan Tannehill of the Titans, another big contract quarterback. Tannehill, I think there was a perception that he was just terrible, but really, if you told me he was going to be the QB 12 overall on the board at the end, I'd be like, yeah, that's about Ryan Tannehill. So I think there's a perception that he could do a little bit more in this offense, but uh, I think 12 is probably his cap here. And consider this, uh, Derek Henry's lost. He didn't have Nick Westbrook, Akine, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones for different games here. So he got it done, snuck in here at the end. But again, not a guy that we're looking at too much, and I think his star is probably going down with Cousins here in fantasy football. In our final segment, we'll break through and uh, talk about the bottom 18 all the way through number 30. We'll do a bit of a blitz there for you to close the show, looking at our quarterback scoring year in review here on Locked On Fantasy Football. It's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you want to eat it, unlike other protein bars which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like chemical spills. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By the middle of February, you might be thinking, where's the chocolate? It's not worth it. Well, Bilt Bars are going to give you that chocolate because all the bars you get from Bilt Bar are covered in 100% chocolate. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Bilt Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from from Bilt Bar. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. The only way to get in on Built Bar is to go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off only at Built.com. All right, let's close the show with our quarterback uh, scoring in review here. And uh, Derek Carr comes in. Derek Carr, yeah, borderline QB1. That's exactly where we saw him. Just not a lot of upside there. With no Darren Waller for much of the year. Lost Henry Ruggs third. Didn't have that dedicated outside receiver. Hunter Renfro helped him put up some decent digits where you could platoon him or stream him. But, yeah, Derek Carr, probably a star that's going down. So Cousins, Tannehill, Carr, some of these middle-road quarterbacks that could see changes here, displace their jobs, new coaches coming in. So all these things to consider there with Derek Carr. Yeah, that's about where I have him. That's about the range, 13 to 18. I would say he finishes here 
in 2022. Carson Wentz came in at QB 14, which is a bit surprising, but remember he had that stretch of big touchdown games in the middle, playing off Jonathan Taylor. Then he had some awful games as well. So Carson Wentz up and down. Reality season wasn't so great for the Colts, but he put up some digits in fantasy. So we'll watch that. Another volatile player there at QB 14. So barely starter there in deeper leagues. Lamar Jackson finished at QB 15. He was better in terms of points per game, but he could cool off here down the stretch. He had some massive games using Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman, but Jackson missed some time. He didn't look as strong down the stretch, so I think he'll rebound big time. I think if you look at him, he was a QB1 in terms of his scoring per game, but in terms of availability and missing some time, that has been a bit of concern with Jackson. But I think, again, he's the guy that's going to go up with a bullet while Cousins, Tannehill, Carr, and Wentz, these guys are probably fading a little bit. This might shock you, too, that Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson was QB 16. So, Wilson was the guy that really was displaced there from the guy who says consistent, tried and true, durable. He missed time. So, all that stuff added up for Wilson. So, again, he probably would have finished as a back-end QB 1 here with playing those games. But still, older quarterback, maybe needs a change of scenery. We'll see who's the new Seahawks quarterback here. He did get hot down the stretch, which is a kind of a turn from what his previous seasons were where he cooled off in December, but something to watch there. Next guy is Jimmy Garoppolo here, so he finishes there okay, but that's it for him in the 49ers. So Trey Lance, think that is a jumping off point for him. He also has the running floor, so he has a good chance of breaking into the top 15 there for sure And Trey Lance, that's a conservative estimate with Garoppolo just outside of it at number 17. Mac Jones is next, so Mac Jones not a great fantasy year for him. He was valuable in some games, but very particular matchups. They're run-heavy, defensive-dependent. Mac Jones should only grow with his receivers and have some opportunity. Taylor Heineke is probably not going to be the starting quarterback in Washington. He's number 19, so get ready for a change there, and we'll see if that quarterback can improve on that number. Matt Ryan, pretty fading here. Without Calvin Ridley, it was really hard for him to get up there. We didn't like Matt Ryan's season, so number... 20 here on the list, so not very good here for Matt Ryan, and it's going to have to make a lot of ground to get relevant. Ben Roethlisberger will not be in the spot again. He's retired from the Steelers, so another player that's out here at the number 20, one that we're not going to look at in fantasy football. So an opening there for the Steelers quarterback, potentially for a big spike from what Roethlisberger did. Trevor Lawrence only had a couple multi-touchdown pass games. He comes in there at number 22, so again, Trevor Lawrence has got to do a lot to boost his value into fantasy relevance, and he has the biggest uh, spots to climb here. Teddy Bridgewater down there, 23 for the Broncos, so yeah, the Broncos want a big upgrade. Will be Aaron Rodgers, we'll see. And if Rodgers goes to Denver, I think you'll see Rodgers more like the Green Bay Rodgers with his production. They're up in QB1 range in the top 10 QBs. Without him, it's going to be pretty bad here in Denver, as we saw. Jared Goff just couldn't stay on the field consistently for the Lions. He was okay, but you also had some moments from Tim Boyle. He's not on the radar, I think. Goff could easily be replaced. Baker Mayfield, we'll see, not at all looking good for fantasy here. So will he rebound, stay the Browns quarterback, but way off the radar. We had higher expectations for him. He was one of the most disappointing quarterbacks this season. So was Tua Tagvola. Couldn't stay healthy early. Had some games. He was pretty decent when out there, but... Two is still a lot to be desired there. Daniel Jones just stuck in a bad offense. Then he got hurt late in the season. 
the receivers were all hurt. The offensive line wasn't that good. So we'll see what happens in this new offensive regime. But good upside bullet there with your uh, new coach, uh, Brian Dable. So Tua Tagovailoa and Daniel Jones, two players that should bump up. Sam Darnold looks like he might be the Panthers starter again, but nothing to see in fantasy at number 28. Davis Mills had some moments, but he came in at 29. He was more of a streamer. And finally, the 30th quarterback on the board is Zach Wilson, another guy with Lawrence has a lot of room to improve here in year two. Some guys that are not on the list that we will see doing bigger things next year, Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Fields, Dalton, not enough uh, scoring and split between those guys there and Nick Foles to have one of them pop up here. So Bears, completely an upside there along with the 49ers. The rookie quarterbacks, what we want to see in year two there for the most improvement. And a lot of those veterans are fading. And a couple we know, Brady and Roethlisberger, won't be back. Now we'll watch to see if guys like Rodgers and Wilson change addresses here. And then we have the wild card of Deshaun Watson maybe getting into the mix as well. So a lot of things to be done here and figured out to figure out the rankings here ahead of the 2022 season. So just getting started, but we want to see where we are to know where we're going here with quarterback in fantasy football in 2022. Thanks so much for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available to you on all platforms. And again, make sure to check out Locked On Bets here for a gambling perspective there for NFL games, especially with the big game coming up here. It's hosted by your boy Q with the expert analysis of Lee Sterling. Check out Locked On Bets, your wagering go-to show here on the network Locked On. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time with our running back year in review for fantasy football scoring 2021.